Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Curious Cast. Uh, this week we discuss the Dyatlov Pass incident. Welcome back. Well, 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 boys. Do you know what the Dyatlov Pass incident is? No. Not a fucking clue, no. You've not heard of it before? Genuinely not, not a clue. I don't think so. Maybe it'll ring a bell when you start, maybe if you talk about it, but by name, no. No, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it, mate. Okay. <laughs> and that was episode 44 of the Curious Cast. <laughs> so the Dyatlov Pass incident is uh, something I've wanted to talk about for a while, but... Obviously, we used to just do um, weird news. I couldn't really fit it into any of our episodes, but since we've branched out into topics, mm. oh, I want to talk you through it. So um, it's quite a classic mystery. So um, a lot of our listeners will probably know about it. I'm pretty sure it's been covered on YouTube and probably some other podcasts and stuff like that. So I'll give you a brief run over of it. So the Atlov Pass incident uh, was an event where uh, nine Russian hikers died mysteriously uh, in the Ural Mountains in Russia in 1959. Um, so yeah, no one knows how they died. They're, they were found dead after a hiking expedition up into this mountain, which was known as the Devil's Mountain. Spooky. Um, so the group itself was a group of experienced hikers. They were students uh, that had decided to go on a hiking trip um, at the end of one of their, you know, technical years. Um, and they documented their trip for a series of photographs and, and film. Uh, and the last image that was taken on the camera was uh, of a blurry sort of black um, uh, background. There was nothing that you could see. It was just like a black image. Up until then, it'd be normal pictures of them taking photographs of each other, posing, stuff like that. So what I'll do, I'll give you a rundown of it. So. Um, the group hiked up uh, towards a place called Gora or Torton. Um, however, one of the group had to turn back uh, because he had rheumatism. Uh, so he was the only survivor of uh, the Dyatlov group. Um, and like I say, diaries and cameras found around their campsite allowed uh, investigators to track the group's route. Um, they arrived on January 31st at the edge of a highland area and began to prepare for climbing. Um, and they cached surplus food and equipment uh, before starting to move through the pass. However, they lost, they appeared to have lost their way halfway up the pass uh, and they turned back uh, to try and make camp further down the mountain rather than try to get through the pass in a, in a heavy snowstorm. Um, so, before leaving, uh, Dyatlov, who was the leader of the, the party, and that's why it's called Dyatlov's Pass, um, just, just real quick before you get before you get completely flown. Oh yeah. Did I did I, did I tell you you said about cash like cashing food? Yeah. Did I tell you about when I was up in Wales and there was that guy? Did I tell you about that? Uh, no, well, I've not seen you since. Yeah, yeah. Since we, we was up in Wales and um, we met these young lads that were like there, like also staying in the van, and they were they, they were nice dudes. They were super hyped about being out staying in the van. It was like their first night staying in the van. We were chatting to them and um, they were chatting to like everyone that came past in the morning. Like, and this guy came past and he had like this big like barrel on his back. And I was like, is that this, is that just his backpack? And we spoke to him afterwards, and they they said he he was just like some guy that like that lives around with like his tent or something as well. And he was just going around burying these barrels of food that he would <laughs> dig up at certain points. I was thinking, <laughs> 
I mean, we're not that far from a shop. <laughs> there you go. Made me think of that. Yeah. You want to get him involved if you want to start caching food. Yeah, Is it caching okay. or cacheing? I'd, I'd say caching. Caching, yeah. And he also says, like, if, if there's too much water, uh, like, th- they'll sort of rise out of the ground somewhere. <laughs> like, one of his mates or somebody knows might call him and be like, well, I see one of your barrels, like, starting to come out of the ground. <laughs> He's like That's a weird, fucking squirrel. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is like a squirrel, like a man squirrel. Also, on the subject of whales, can you tell us what happened with your van? I told it. You need to listen to episode go, go four, forty-two, mate. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping to be the uh, on the podcast where you spoke about that. No, but, no. Sorry, mate. Episode. If you want to hear Rob's van my... story? Episode uh, forty-two with Luke East. Yeah. yeah. Just just went live. Well, no, <laughs> went live two weeks ago. <laughs> if you listen to this, <laughs> in the Curious Cast. Universe that is quite recent. <coughs> yeah, the averages still haven't evened out. The first year where it was like one episode <laughs> a year. So. Yeah. Anyway, back to Dyatlov's Pass. Yes. So before leaving, uh, they'd agreed to send a telegram to their sports club as soon as they uh, returned to Vizai. God, they had that app Telegram all that time ago. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it was, I guess in the Soviet Union there was no dedicated he said phone the, lines. Uh, no, I think you were the yeah. app Telegram. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they said that this would happen no later than the 12th of February. However, he'd said to Yudin, who was the guy that was supposed to receive the telegram, that he expected it to be longer. So when the 12th arrived and there was no messages from the group, uh, you know, no one panicked. No one sent out any uh, search parties or anything like that because they just assumed they must have overrun by a few days. However, by the 20th of February... Uh, the, the, the relatives of the group started to demand a rescue operation um, and a volunteer party was formed that headed out to the last known area or the route that they were known to be um, uh, traversing. So on the 26th of February, six days after the party left, uh, the, the searchers found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent on Colette Sokiel, uh, which means Dead Mountain. Uh, what they found at the campsite baffled the search party. Mikhail Sharavin, who was the student who found the tent, says, or said, uh, the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty and all of the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Uh, It was also found at this time that the tent had been cut open from the inside. Um, Around the campsite, nine sets of footprints left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe or barefoot were able to be followed. Uh, some of which led down to the edge of a nearby wood, uh, which was on the opposite side of the pass, around one and a half kilometres northwest uh, of the of the camp. Um, after 500 metres, these tracks began to be covered with snow. However, the searchers went into the, the, the forest, uh, and just inside the forest, not far from the edge, uh, the searchers found the visible remains of a small campfire. Um, around this campfire, they found two bodies, one of which was... Apologies to any Russian listeners. I'm going to probably pronounce these surnames really badly. Krivonyshenko and Doroshenko, who were both shoeless and dressed only in their underwear. Um, around them, the branches of the tree were all broken up to five meters high. Um, and between the pine camp, uh, between the pine tree where they were found, uh, and the rest of the camp, uh, three more bodies were found uh, of Dyatlov, Kolmogorova, and Slobodin who died in poses suggesting that they were attempting to return to the tent. 
They were found at distances of 300, 480 and 630 metres from the tree. Um, they didn't find the remaining four bodies for another two months. Um, they were found under four metres of snow in a ravine 75 metres further into the woods from the pine tree where the, the small campfire were. Um, three of the four were better dressed than the others uh, and there were signs that the clothing of some of those who had died first had been removed uh, and worn by some of the others. Um, any questions so far? Uh, I guess could they could they have just not got like um they just died because they got like real cold and like hypothermia. Yeah, and like like snow madness, you know, like a thing, you know. Yeah, I think just... when they get so cold, don't people take their clothes off or something? Mm, like Hyperdoxia or something, isn't it? Yeah, and like you that. go a bit fucking. Yeah, um, fucks you up. I feel like. Is it that surprising that when you go through Devil's Path on Dead Man's Mountain or whatever it was called that <laughs> yeah. you you die? Yeah, I mean it's it's like a setup, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Is this true that there's though. like these photos? I'm finding a lot of like photos that are like dead people frozen in the ice, kind of like Everest type stuff. Are they all legit? Like, so there are, are some a few, from, some from um, films. I'm getting confused with what's of real. The bodies. Yeah, uh, let me. Some are from films, I think. But there's one that's like a dude just sort of sat there. But that looks real. Uh, yeah. So there's the the one. No, the the one that's where the guy's just sat there with like a hat on. That's from a film. Oh, okay. Uh, but there are a few. I know, I'll see if I can find the link. Anyway, so yeah, the bodies were found. So obviously, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. You know. When people get hypothermia, they take their clothes off. Uh, they might have been snow blind, so they got lost from the tent. You know, they they went out into the yeah. snowstorm, couldn't find their way back, and then obviously just died potentially. However, when the bodies were found, uh, a medical examination um, initially found no injuries that might have led to their deaths, and it was concluded that they had all died of hypothermia. So following Tom's um, hypothesis. However, a further examination of the bodies that when they were brought back to a, um, like a field hospital completely changed um, the sort of suggested narrative. Uh, three of the hikers had sustained fatal images, uh, images, injuries, <laughs> sorry. Uh, one had major skull damage. Um, two had major chest fractures. Um, which, according to the doctor that did the uh, the second autopsy, uh, the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparable to that of a car crash. Um, huh. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with bone fractures, so there was no like, you know, like cuts or bruising or anything like that. Didn't was... they say that like the tree was damaged nearby or something? Was that was that right? The tree had like, yeah, branches so missing. By, by the. Um, uh, but the second camp, it looked as though someone had tried to climb up, you know, maybe to, to find help or something, but all the branches was, were cracked up to five metres high. So right, potentially, okay. I mean, I don't know whether falling five metres onto snow could no. give you chest fractures, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, it was the opinion of the doctor that they'd been, it looked as though they'd been subjected to a high level of pressure. And then the, the four bodies that were found at the bottom of the creek were found in a running stream of water um, and they all had soft tissue damage to their head and face. For example, Dubrina was missing her tongue, eyes, part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. Oh. 
while Zolotaryov had his eyeballs missing and Alexander Kolitvatov was missing his eyebrows. Weird. Um, Is someone making like a Mr. Potato Head of like all these people? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So that sort of put a... Put, um, you just plays it out, wouldn't you, Tom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that put to an end the thoughts that it was hypothermia, that and the fact that the tent had been torn open from the inside and the people were um, uh, naked, pretty much. Mm. So initially they thought that the indigenous population uh, might have attacked the party in retaliation. Uh, you know, obviously indigenous people around the world were sort of subjugated and probably weren't faring too well, especially in the Soviet Union, I think. So there was, a, uh, you know, thoughts that they'd come to sort of like some sort of disagreement and they'd murder them. However, all of the local Mansi people uh, were interrogated, um, but they eventually indicated that the nature of the deaths did not support this hypothesis, as there was no other footprints. Um, they didn't show any signs of like hand-to-hand struggle or like defensive wounds or anything. So it wasn't the Mansi people that, that killed them. Um, the fact that the, the temperature was really low, it was minus 30 degrees, um, and there was a storm, the dead were only partially dressed. Uh, some had only one shoe, whilst others only wore socks. Some were found wrapped in other parts of clothes that had been come, uh, cut from those who were already dead. So it was like a, a, a mixture of people that had taken clothes from someone else who had already died, or potentially already died, and other people were just naked. Um, so, yeah, there was no indications of any other people nearby. The tent had been ripped open from the inside. The victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. Uh, and the campsite showed that all of the group members left the campsite on foot. So they weren't dragged away. They weren't, you know, taken against their will. They all left voluntarily. And levels of radiation were found on, on the clothing of one victim. So abnormal levels of radiation. Mm. Um, at the time, this was the official sort of cause of death that was given. At the time, the official conclusion was that the group members had died because of a compelling natural force. Okay. The idea is what a compelling natural force might refer to. What, like too much snow or like an avalanche or... Yeah, you feel yeah, like an avalanche could crush them, but then like their bodies wouldn't be on the top. So unless... Mm. Like that Welsh man's barrels, they didn't like they <laughs> rise up, yeah. popped up, rose up from the. Uh... Or they could have, um, uh, like just the snow could have melted in the time they found them. Mm. Don't know about that, but there were still footprints visible on in the snow, so oh, yeah. the snow wouldn't yeah, have melted. And their tent was there, and that. Right. Um, God <laughs> could be God. Could so be this God. was it. So obviously, this happened in 1959. Um. Up until 2021, the official conclusion, the official explanation of the Dyatlov Pass incident was that it was caused by a compelling, it was a compelling unknown natural force. Sorry, I should say. Compelling unknown natural force. The compelling no part's other... a weird word. Like That almost means that like they done it to themselves, that they were compelled to do, to do it. Or like a, they were against their will, you know, yeah. compelling could be... It was just overpowering. Mm. Okay. But that was it. So that was, the, that was their conclusion for, what's that, like 40, 50, 60 years or whatever. 
there was yeah. no official really official thing the only thing that happened or, or, or note was that um another group of hikers 50 kilometers south of the incident reported strange orange spheres in the sky to the north Ooh. on the night of the incident it's aliens Similar spheres were observed in Ivdel and adjacent areas continually during the period from February to March 1959 by various independent witnesses from the military and the meteorology 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 service. (laughs) (laughs) These sightings were not noted in the 1959 investigation. However, uh, many of the various witnesses came forward in the following years. Um, And also... Um, someone who attended five of the hikers' funerals recalled that their skin had been tanned a deep brown, almost as though they'd got like a suntan, um, which was, again, attributed maybe to radiation, high levels of radiation. Um, You know, Mm. if someone gets exposed and their skin basically cooks, right? You can get tanned in the sun, though. Yeah, potentially. When you're in the snow... Like when you go skiing or something, you get a tan. Right? Yeah, you like, do get so tan. Yeah. If they're taking their clothes off and they're outside and their body's just laying there dead, I'm sure they'd get mm. a tan. Yeah, I was going to say, can your body get tan when you're dead? Probably. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's need like to a, be a living to. Yeah. React. Unless it's like a natural, like, you know, chemical has to be produced to tan you. Mm. But I bet you, can, I bet you can tan like a day or so after you die. Yeah. After if you're it's dead. fresh. Mm. Yeah. And like, like, you can get bruising after you're dead mm. and, and, it's, and it's impossible to be, to distinguish whether or not it was pre or post. Ah. Yeah. However, Rob, four of the no, bodies no, were found under no, four no, metres no, of then. snow. <clears throat> right. Because yeah. there'd been snowfall in the following days. So, how'd you, how'd you account for that? I mean, I could have got tanned before and then yeah. snow buried them. Like, it might have only taken, like... Dead, you know, tan a day, buried. Yeah. Well, like, would your skin days. burn, though, if you was in the sun, like, unexposed like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We have to find... We have to kill someone and find out. <laughs> um, I'll do if it. you're in the, volunteering in the snow. to be killed, and uh, for, for our patron, uh, please message curioscast at gmail.com. Um, so... Like I said before, um, up until 2021, the official hypothesis was that it was an unknown compelling force. However, the most commonly accepted explanation at the moment is um, a a slab avalanche, Mm. which is when a a big chunk falls at once rather than like a a rolling avalanche. It's just like a big piece of um, snow falls down. However, there's many things that contradict this theory. Uh, one of which, or the biggest thing, is that the the, the location didn't have any ob- obvious signs of an avalanche taking place. Um, you know, an avalanche is quite obvious. It leaves certain patterns and debris distributed over a wide area. Um, all of the bodies were found covered with a very shallow layer of snow. Um, and had there been an avalanche of su- sufficient strength to sweep away the second party, these bodies would have been swept away as well. So they're saying that the, the, the two groups that the bodies were found in, the first group were found, um, they, they would have been found in the same place or also swept away, buried under four feet of snow, you know, if, if it had been an avalanche. Um, and the tent was still standing. So if there had been an avalanche, even though the tent had been ripped open, it was still there. You know, the campsite was obvious. There was no things covered up or anything but like that. Weren't they far from the campsite though? I guess not. 
uh, what did I say? I think about 500 metres. Oh, okay. So uh, not, no, one and a half kilometres. That's quite far. It's quite far. But then why would they leave the tent and be 1.5 kilometres away and then get caught in an avalanche? Well, you, I mean, caught being the uh, imperative word there, like, you don't, you don't expect to be in the avalanche. Yeah, but they, le- but they left with, without any of their belongings. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, especially when they left barefoot, that's really weird. Maybe like a bear got into the tent, or like a creature, and was like, Rah! and they were like, fuck, and they all fucking bollocksed out without any shoes on. <laughs> yeah. And then an avalanche just happened to happen. Yeah. Happen. Just like a series of unfortunate Like the events. screaming could have set off an avalanche. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 However, Rob. A bear however, made it out. Bear's faster. Yeah. And bear's used to the snow. Yeah. Bear, bear fast as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, Rob, over 100 expeditions to the region have since been held and none of them have ever reported conditions that may create an avalanche. A study of the area using up-to-date terrain-related physics revealed that the location was exceptionally unlikely um, for such an avalanche to have occurred. Uh, the dangerous condi- conditions found in another nearby area, which was analysed, and that was why this hypothesis was come to, um, they were observed in April and May when the snowfalls of winter were melting. However, during February, when the incident occurred, these conditions would not have been present. Um, and also, this analysis found that even if there had been a very specific avalanche type, so this slab avalanche, its path would have gone past the tent. Uh, the tent had also collapsed, collapsed from the side, but not in a horizontal direction, as would have been the case if an avalanche had, you know, flattened it. Right. Um, and then the footprint patterns leading away from the tent were inconsistent with someone um, or a group of nine people running in panic from either real or imagined danger. All of the footprints leading away from the tent and towards the woods were consistent with individuals walking at a normal pace. So that's what we'll put. Well, I suppose that's a theory as it's, it's trying to discount the fact that there was an avalanche. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, to me, it sounds like there wasn't an avalanche because, like it says, the tent would have been buried. You know, the, the bodies were found not in like a um, destroyed area. The trees would have been damaged. Yeah. I know that there You'd was the damage to the tree. But... Yeah. yeah. Um, so far, everything's pointing to I've God. Seen... <laughs> I've seen you running. But it's still right. just unknown, Josh, even listening. though the, um, yeah, even though the, uh, now the, the most accepted hypothesis is this avalanche, there's still no real clear evidence. Some people have theorized that it was the, um, the stove in the tent they had like a um a little stove to keep themselves warm and cook and stuff mm-hmm. and it could have been the like the fumes from the stove <laughs> it could oh, have been yeah never could to like go crazy God. or just or it just fucking caught on fire so i i once <laughs> right, be a fire though <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it yeah uh, well, I once... Um, I once like a, found myself up a mountain in Russia and <laughs> my stove no, called fire. No, no, more idiotic than that. So I had a camping stove that I'd, uh, that I'd had a little like gas canister and screw on camping stove thing that I've got. It's like a MXR pocket rocket, I think is what it is. Oh, yeah. Brand, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and um, so it's like you have like a little gas canister that you screw on to, you know, like, to, to it like that and then you light it. And I'd had one of these gas canisters I left in my dad's shed for ages, just didn't really think about it. And then I was going away on a trip and I found this gas can. I was like, yeah, it'd be all right. I saw like a few little rust patches on it. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> a little bit of rust on a gas canister, you know, what's it going to do? And, um, and uh, 
I guess it was kind of windy where I'd set up my tent. So I was like, I, I, I'm going to sort of do it in the, in a, I had like a quite a big tent um, where we were camping and uh, I had like an inner tent bit. Mm-hmm. Against my better judgment, I thought I'm going to cook inside the inner tent. I'm sure, it'll be fine. You know, like I've cooked on the, on the or something like that. it's always fine, right? I lit the fucking thing. Right. So, you know, again, public safety notice. <laughs> if you've got a gas canister and it's got a bit of rust on it, it will not be okay. <laughs> um, the whole thing just instantly caught fire. The, the thing just went up in flames and there was like flames everywhere. And I, I just panicked. Like I didn't, I didn't, I had the, uh, the worst reaction. I didn't know what to do. I was realizing, like, <laughs> like I just like, <laughs> I feel like I kicked it maybe. My, my first reaction was like, maybe get it slightly yeah, away from away. the tent. Yeah, like just kicked it and it was just there. Like it was in a campsite as well. You know, so there was like other tents around and it was just a ball of fire. Like my whole leg, like as I kicked it, my whole leg basically went up in flames. <laughs> and um, luckily there was some other dude there who just ha- nearby just happened to have like a, I must have been doing his washing up or something. He had like a washing up bowl full of water. He ran over and just doused the entire thing in washing up liquid. Oh, no, uh, sorry, in a washing up bowl. And, and he sort of looked at me, he was like, God, get your bowls about it. I was like, fucking hell it was, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I was doing nothing. I have set my leg on fire. Like, all my leg hair was singed. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, Don't do that. Gonna... that... Oh, this so... might have happened to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might, exactly they... that. Might, they might have had a rusty They didn't have there. a bloke around with a washing up bucket full of water. E- exactly. They had lots of snow yeah. everywhere, though, didn't they? So they could have... Yeah. yeah, but not snow. inside the tent though. That's why they all ran out. Yeah, but I this guess there's true. no signs of fire. They would have said signs of fire. Surely that's quite. Yeah, there's no, there was no sign. signs of fire, unfortunately. So mm. there was no, that sort of destroys your argument in one sw- uh, fell yeah. swoop, Rob. And I guess at that time there'd be no like carbon monoxide poisoning type worries. Like now, it's quite well documented. You know, it always says using a well ventilated area. You know, like mm. whenever you see that, and so they could have been just cracking on in the tent. Yeah, so that's one of the theories that the carbon monoxide caused them to go a bit crazy. Yeah, didn't we um, cover then, this once in like a Reddit? We did a thing where a guy on Reddit was yeah, he was going uh, crazy, recording himself. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it does carbon fuck you up. Leak. Yeah, yeah. However, that doesn't account for the injuries. No, it has to be quite a lot of car- like. I'm pretty sure you could go away on like a week's worth of camping, cook inside your tent the entire time, and you and you'd probably be okay. You know, like. You need to have a lot of don't try it. exposure to yeah, it. Yeah, maybe don't try it at home. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, yeah, you, I think you need to have a lot of exposure before you go a bit fucked up, surely. I don't know. They're, I remember reading a book called um, Alone, and it's this. It's written by this Arctic explorer back in like the 30s. He lived in Antarctica, and um, he was doing like um, meteorological surveys. God, so you read some boring hut. books. And, uh, <laughs> it's... it's it's quite an interesting thing because it's him living on his own in Antarctica for, you know, like an Arctic, yeah. Antarctic winter where it's like pitch black, no one there. So he starts to like go a bit crazy and like he talks mm. about his experiences and stuff. But a big part of the book is that he gets carbon monoxide poisoning from the stove that's in his little hut because he can't go outside. So it's like minus 50. Yeah. So he's only heat source is this little stove, but the, um, like the pipe uh, or the funnel funnel chimney it's like the yeah um it had like a hole in it so he didn't know he was like losing his mind over a few days like trying starting to imagine shit and like losing his mind basically and this thing was poisoning him and he was fucked for like two months he was just laying in his uh, sleeping bag like his cot 
couldn't do anything, almost died. It was only because like his rescue team hadn't heard from him. So they were like, we just need to drive out into the Antarctica and try and save him in this like mm. shitty little tractor thing. They, everyone else almost died trying to save him. It's like, really, really interesting. But interesting. Um, what? So like uh, he was, he had a stove that was meant to be venting. Yeah, venting outside, but it had but it like was a venting hole in inside, the, um, like a faulty chimney, ah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but then that meant that he just didn't have any heat. So he was just living in like minus 30, minus 40 degrees because um, he couldn't turn the stove on. So he knew it was poisoning. So he figured it well, out. About Eventually he figured it out. Yeah, eventually right. he figured oh, okay. out that it was this thing that poisoned him. But by that point, he was so weak, right. he couldn't do anything. He was just like, fucked. I see. So the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. Brutal. But alone yeah. is a good thing. It really makes me need to, to update the, my carbon monoxide filter in the fucking van. Yeah, get it, get it updated. Yeah, there's a few times I cook in there and I think, mm, I should probably have the window open a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want you to become like uh, this geezer no. from alone, Rob. Or the Dietloff Pass. I'm going to order one right now as we're chatting. Because me and George would be a rubbish rescue team. We would not (laughs) not save you. I need that bloke. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Or just that bloke Um, who just happened to have a a bucket full of water. He just happens to be there in every crisis. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's, that's it, unfortunately. The, the Atlas Pass. As far as it got. It. There's, no, huh. there's, no, there's no definitive evidence. So, One of the other theories is that it's, obviously there's aliens with the, the, the sightings, the mysterious sightings yeah. on the mountain. One, aliens doing uh, what though? Just fucking them up. Just fucking them up, yeah. Yeah, okay. Another <laughs> is um, uh, radiation poisoning from a, uh, like a weapon that was being tested by the Soviet military. Um, you know, and it was obviously covered up by the Soviet Union at that time. It was... The Cold I mean, War, effectively. That's, that, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty feasible, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, and it's known that this area was being used for military exercises by the Soviet Union. That would okay. maybe account for the radiation on the bodies. Um, yeah. I think the most logical theory, God. Uh, this is the one that I um, sort of follow, is that it was the Yeti. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, okay. So a big one Obviously. is the Yeti. Yeah. Uh, um. Which, yeah, I don't know if it is. Uh, and uh, quite an interesting one. Quite an interesting one. So is what's, this what's, thing the, called... what's the Yeti done? Tell me about So what's the... Oh, it was just that there's a Yeti. That's, that's it. That's the theory. And the Yeti, the Yeti is Yeti just... attacked him. <laughs> okay. Fucked him up. And that was it. For... Okay. All right. Cool. Um, this one's quite interesting, which I hadn't heard of before. It's called Catabatic Wind. Okay. Okay. So Catabatic Wind is a, uh, a type of wind that carries high density air from high elevation under the force of gravity so it can be like a really powerful cold blast of wind um and they theorize that this is what happened um at the atlas pass because in a similar sort of case in 1978 eight hikers were killed um and seven uh, and one severely injured in the aftermath of a catabatic wind right um so they were killed by the pressure change and also the you know the actual physical wind itself maybe knocking them down the mountainside or um, yeah, basically just tumbling them over and breaking their arm or something like that. That'd be brutal. Yeah, Which is pretty brutal. brutal. But yeah. how'd, they get, how'd their eyes come out and eyebrows? That was, yeah, so like one sort of theory about that is that it's just natural decomposition uh, and scavengers because they're like the like the eyes and the tongue. Yeah. One of them, the tongue's missing. They're like the softest part, parts of the body. Yeah. Right, so yeah. So like some maybe just some like rodents or birds or something. Yeah, yeah, birds come and just start eating their eyes Potentially. 
and they were, some of the bodies were found in a stream as well, which would obviously make the bodies decompose quicker because that's what I always say to people that have cats. By the way, you know, people say, "Oh, my cat loves me," and it's like if you die in your house, a cat will eat your face yeah. eventually, <laughs> and it will eat your eyes out. At, but whereas, like a dog will lie by your side and just die. Die with you, you yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, side point. Yeah, cats are bastards. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, broke my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, wankers. Yeah, didn't eat my phone. Um, right. <laughs> but so there's many different theories. Probably too many to go into here. But um, you know, people theorise that some of the group were attacked, um, which caused some of the other group to leave the tent to try and you know save them or, mm. or to help them, and then they all got lost in the snow. Attacked then, by what though? Like. That's the thing. People don't mm. know whether it was like an animal or yeti. aliens or the mm. Yeti um, or yep. uh, they had experienced, you know, they'd encountered this wind. So these uh, bad weather conditions and they'd bivouacked. So they'd set up two tents. <clears throat> One of the tents blew over, uh, you know, or there was like a, an avalanche or something that covered one of the tents. Mm. So the others in the other tent cut their way out, went to help the other group. Um, obviously got them out but then by that point they couldn't find their way back to the original tent which is where they stumbled into the woods and obviously died that's quite a good theory so they were like in their tent buried in shit cut out so that's why the tent was all cut over on the inside yeah didn't have time to get their shoes and shit on because they'd been in bed and then that's it potentially yeah but yeah so there's just lots of good sort of cold war theories as well so I'd probably recommend people read into it if they want to really dive into some of them because there's lots of like spy theories, American spy plane theories, and uh, God, give us Union. give us one of those. What like an Americans? What like an or, or that one where he's a uh, uh, DP Cooper? DB Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was going to mention DB Cooper. <laughs> there's been a development. There's an archaeologist doing a dig at the moment in. Uh, on that sandbank. Do you remember we spoke about the sandbank where the money was found? Yeah. Yeah. So there's an archaeologist doing a dig at the moment because he believes that there's more evidence to find at that sandbank. So there might be some updates to the DB, DB Cooper go. story. Watch this space. Watch this space. Get out to that DB Cooper convention after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the spy, the US spy thing is that it was the result of a flash bomb, which is... Um, a type of bomb that was used uh, in the Cold War where it just creates a really bright flash of light, which I don't really know what the purpose would be, but... Uh, is, like a, it, is it like a flashbang in Call of yeah, Duty? Guess, yeah, but like a... I suppose they exist plane. in real life. Okay. So I guess, I, I think it was created to allow nighttime photography to take place, like aerial photography. So obviously if a spy plane was flying over the Soviet Union at night and there's a military base, it needs to able to take a picture but uh, you know in 1959 they didn't have the night vision technology right yeah so they'd drop a flash bomb and it would obviously explode and light up the whole area for a split second um and then allow them to take the picture and it would just be you know the people on the ground would think that's weird like lightning or whatever pretty cool the theory is that this flash bomb was dropped obviously the light it may have fallen right by where these people were happened yeah yeah that's Um, a good theory and either hit them or the you know the force of the the, the flash going off caused the injuries. Mm. Um, this completely disorientated them. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what was going yeah. on. Stumbled out into the um, you know into the snow and then died from hypothermia. That's a good theory. 
And I guess like the uh, the flash the bomb element of the flash bomb means it, it still fucks you up like in some way, you know, like I guess so. Yeah, it must, flash, it must be it's some still like a bomb part. Like yeah, it's still um, yeah, it's good, it's good theory. Yeah, it says on on the page for flash bombs in 2015, a World War Two era flash bomb washed the shore in Florida that had to be detonated by a um, bomb disposal team. So I guess they have like an explosive charge in there. So, mm. so yeah, I mean that's a pretty plausible theory. Yeah. Um, but that's it. It's been one of the most intriguing mysteries. Um, you know, it's like a well documented one lots of different theories lots of people speculate what could have happened i always liked the mystery um when i first read about it all this sort of stuff the mystery, more recent yeah. stuff hadn't been investigated um you know there's been like an investigation in 2015 another one in 2020 another one mm. in 2021 which is where this avalanche thing has come from but when i first read about it it was still just that unknown compelling force and then yeah. the alien stuff and the um, you know the the Cold War stuff as well, so it's it's a really interesting topic to go into, um, and I can't really do it justice because there's there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of content that you can read about. So I thoroughly recommend it's one of those anyone. that when there's that many theories, you, like you could you could probably spend a whole hour talking about each different theory and so on and so mm. on. I mean, yeah, you mm. could you could do like. A yeah. whole series of theories. Uh, uh, I imagine there's a whole like Reddit uh, oh, subreddits yeah, on this. People love mysteries on subreddit, don't they? Yeah, oh, it must be. I'll tell you what they don't love, though. My fucking window mystery. <laughs> no fucker ever replied to that. What was the window was mystery? The window? <laughs> oh, it, like, like it, my mate's window. We were just sat there around my mate's house and the window just cracked. Oh, just yeah. like bang, just cracked. Like, it made a sound. It's bang. We were like, we, we like went running out in the street like, you know, like, <laughs> already, like, it was fucking thrown out of the window. And and, it, and the weirdest thing, it was sort of like, I guess it wasn't really, it was sort of when you weren't really supposed to be around each other's houses. It was, it was like, it was like, it was like sort of mid lockdown. You weren't really supposed to be around each other's So we were like, you know, is someone like pissed off at that? Is it a neighbour? And there were no, you know, we're looking on the floor. Is there a brick? Is there something? There was nothing. And then we realised the outer window wasn't even broke. The, only the inner pane of the double glazing was broke. That's weird. Really That's weird. And, and I posted about it on Reddit. Like I felt like an oh, mysteries thing, you know, like um, yeah. and tried to get but because I looked at a lot of them were kind of mundane mysteries, like like that sort of shit. So I thought, okay, you know, people are just asking, you know, I wonder if anyone has any thoughts on this. Yeah. Like no one said shit. No, no, no one even put it on the R Paranormal Reddit thread. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, they might. But on the mysteries but, thread. Why is no one replying to that? The mystery of why is, yeah. my post is being <laughs> yeah. ignored. No one gives a shit. Because there were other ones that I read that were like, some dudes were sat out in a car outside my house. And like loads of people commented on it. I thought, that's not even fucking... That's not even it. Yeah. You should put the um, mystery a drug of the dealer. dog driving a car on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a mystery. I know what happened there. A dog was driving a car. Dog was on a driving lesson. As far as I know. Everyone did driving lessons around there. Dog was on a driving lesson. <laughs> uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for that, George. That's a good, good fear. I'm going to be thinking about that for yeah. a while, and I'm also I'm never thinking. going hiking through the Ural Mountains in yeah, minus thirty degree weather. That must be brutal. Like even now with modern technology and you know the the, yeah, the best clothing yeah. that we've invented for insulation purposes and stuff like. Uh, 
even then going hiking through like minus 30 degrees That's weather nice, right? Fuck, that minus 30 is awful great. is that minus 30 degrees celsius yeah yeah i think yeah, when yeah. you start getting to the minuses it like, it's pretty Just, comparable yeah well we went out in um uh remember you you did it was, it was a walk that you'd done george um oh down, yeah the one and i told you not to do it yeah yeah you told me not to do it and i was like oh, fuck it, i'll be all right i'm <laughs> I've been out walking before. It was like on the seawall between, uh, it was like on the east coast of Essex. It's like yeah. a really exposed, yeah, like 20 kilometer stretch. And that period wall. in like February where it like really snowed, I thought we'll do it then. Yeah. Like, like me and a couple of mates went to do it. And um, Christ, I honestly, I genuinely thought I was in trouble. Like, <laughs> and I really didn't, I didn't really didn't wear the right clothing either, which, which I was disappointing myself for. And I like I've got all the right clothing as well. I just didn't really wear it, and um, so my my feet had got wet, and I was I was so cold, like I was shaking of cold, like even still moving. Yeah. We were trying to like do like army jogging eventually because we were like cold, like we get do like a little like jog just to warm us up. But like we were stopping, and I was shivering, and I was literally genuinely thinking like I'm gonna have to call. Who, who can I call? I was thinking like I call one of my like the, the, my flatmate I used to live with who does a lot of hiking and shit. I was like he'll understand. I'll have to just tell him, dude, like I'm gonna die. <laughs> and, uh, and we got to a point where we were like do we keep going we'll or do back. we or do we turn back like and it was tipping point and we looked on the map and it was like to go back was probably like 45 minutes to keep going was maybe like three hours <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah i was like nah uh, maybe it was slightly more than that to go back like an hour or so but it was just like we hadn't gone and we'd already been out for like an hour and a half maybe more yeah but like it was just the way we'd gone and we'd already detoured a little because it was and obviously it slowed us right the fuck down. I was like, no, I was like, no way am I continuing. I was like, I, I may when, actually die. When Rob said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this Sunday. I was like, are you really <laughs> sure? Like, are you really sure? Because I did it in like, um, it was, I can't it remember did, what time it, of year it was. It wasn't far off it, but it just wasn't snowing. It yeah. was just like, this like complete it was difference. Just like really yeah. weird. I remember it being really windy that, yeah. that weekend. And oh, fuck me. Yeah, it's just exposed. So like, there's no cover for mm. yeah. 20 kilometers. Nothing. That was, yeah. yeah, we started going. I remember starting going, like, and it was really snowing as we started. And we we're like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know. And we're <laughs> walking past one bloke, and he's, he covers you, 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 mad. And, I thought, and we were laughing, like, ha, 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 we're mad, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, it got to the point, and I was just like, looking at my mates, and I was like, nah, I think I actually really need to bat out. I'm seriously worried. Like, I'm fucked. I think if we'd have carried on, I may have actually got some sort of hyperthermia. Like, but I've, yeah, I've never been so cold in my burn, life. Burn them yeah. on Crouch to St. Peter's on the wall. That's that was it. That was it. I'd like to do it again. Actually, to, yeah, now that it's summer, I'm sure it's a lovely walk. It's a lovely walk. Any of our listeners, yeah. I thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. So, but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it in the fucking pit of winter. <laughs> like, yeah, like, 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 like probably the worst weather we had all year. Curios cast me just... up 10 miles into the walk. We're going to be right in the middle of the two. <laughs> Come find yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, I've got an emergency of my own. I've got two percent power left on my Mac at the moment. Shit. So uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap up, or yeah. I need to run and get my charger. Oh, well, let's wrap up, then you can get we're, we're, we're wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that was it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the Dyatlov Pass incident. I know it was mm. perhaps not the most concise telling of the mystery, but look it up online. There's a really good video on YouTube if you just search for Dyatlov Pass. Then there's a there's a video on YouTube. The guy goes into it quite nicely, so I Excellent. recommend looking it up. I'll be doing that. Nice one. Cool. Thanks, George. Cheers, George. Peace. Peace. Episode forty four.